Previously on HG World Presents The Gujis. Elder Mountcastle tried to assassinate you. Assassinate? And Joe. He figured you'd be easier because you don't got any of that supernatural mojo that Joe allegedly has. Shepard Gurman, the second. A half ton of cold, dead meat on a throne of bloody stone. Woke up. And the first thing he did was call upon Montcastle and a few loyal red robes for new orders. I smell blood. Loving and the truck driver. I do not smell the prophetess. She is gone. Fled the estate. What the hell are you doing? Eat! Eat of my body! Drink of my blood! Take up your blades! Drink from the well of infinity! Mifflin and some red robes heard their comrades screaming in the chamber, looked in and saw five corpses at Gourmand's feet, and Montcastle standing there like they were all just gunned down like animals. That's how the Civil War started. I just kept telling myself that her sacrifice bought us all seven days to track down Joe. Or figure out a way to burn those monsters into ash. You go out there and you find real people hungry for a fight. You go out there and you bring us some fighters. Promise them anything they can take. So long as they go in that castle and take it, I don't care. You, in the hatch. We've got you covered with a napalm gun. Do anything stupid and we'll flush the entire tunnel with liquid fire. <coughs> I can't guarantee we won't do anything else as stupid as this. But trust me, <coughs> we won't fuck with you. Fuck a doodle doo. What? Joe! And now... H.G. World presents The Gujis, Chapter 6. Kenneth, you heard me singing. No, I didn't. Did you find Montcastle? No. Oh, it is good to see you. I'm sure that goes for one of you. What's with the kissy face? Get us out of here, you idiot. Who's that? General Yingling, punk. How many you got down there, General? Thirty. I can only take five, maybe six on this bus with the cargo. Five or six? What about the rest of them? No more than fifteen in the ride behind me. Unless they want to ride back to New York on the outside of the truck. I'll get them into the other van, General. Do you have any spare medicine? Whole blood? Painkillers? <laughs> yeah, lady. And some fresh ice cream and rainbow-flavored unicorn farts. Good more idiots. Sergeant, I need your help loading up these children. I'm on it, Doc. Who's this guy, Joe? General Ying. I'm Brother Ken. Get in the truck, please. Brother Ken? Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's not the usual stupid brother name, like Brother Muffin or Brother Huggable. He is Brother Herbie. Joe. Brother Herbie. 
Da. He does not like that name either. I am glad to see you embracing your destiny, Herbie. Yeah, well... Okay, brother Herbie. That's stupid enough to work. Did we get everybody? Looks like it's a packed house back there in the other van. Where's the big guy from, uh, Australia? He is McInnes. Ah, oh, Irish. The other, the rugged man, he is strong like ox. Uh-huh. And old like disco. We're out of caps, kids. We need to get moving. The only thing holding them back is that wall of fallen eaters they have to stumble through to get to us. Which we now have to drive through. Thanks for that. There's no crying in baseball, laddie. Dr. Vess is with her patients in the other truck. Sarge is riding shotgun. It's SRO back there. Then get in. Thanks for the ride, Mr. Uh... Brother, Herbie. Call me Ken or I'll beat General Ying with his own jaw. Herbie it is, then. I'm Group Captain Skeeter McInnes, and this is my lovely assistant, Major Doubles Grant. Looks like you know our Miss Joe here. Da, we do know of him. Very well. Oh? Do you know if he can drive? Because those aren't fruit bats closing in on us, and I'm down to four rounds and a suicide bullet. We're moving, Warhorse. I need a signal from the other wagon. We're good to go. Did you happen as any treats? Uh, water, food, ammunition? No meal or beverage service. However, look inside the crates at the back of the van. Oh. Deus Ex Machine Gun. Firepower for the win. Where'd you get those wonderful toys? Same place we get these trucks, General. Your headquarters on Maquay Mountain in New York. You're from HQ? Long story, but headquarters is a little farked up. We were sent... Incoming! A mob coming out of the woods! Looks like our men got a little crisp in the fire you guys set. Wake! Inbound! Thirty hostiles in our location, blocking our egress. Can you assist? Sergeant Wake, respond. Oh. That's not good. Sergeant Wake, if you can hear me, Rendezvous 62. Repeat, Rendezvous 6-2. Unit 2, get moving. I need you clear so we can use the thrower. Go! I've got some pissy Indian woman yelling at me. We need to stabilize a few of these people. No kidding. If you don't move, it won't matter if they're stable or not. Now, go! Well, shut the hell up and do it. I can't I'll try any. to pick them off out the back. You'll have to open the rear doors. They'll swarm us. Good. They can eat my Uzi while you put some distance between us. Roll forward slow. I'll try to draw them off the other van. Yeah, in the turret. Yeah, good shot. Yeah. No! Called shots to the head. Pick off the mob rocking the van. Sorry about the noise, kids. Yeah, in the bubble! Stop firing again! Okay, we're underway. Back the way we came in. Yes! I'm going to do a loop in the field here and see if I can... Grant! Watch your right! Ah! 
You smell something? Smells like propane. Wait, something dripped under my face. It's blood dripping from the roof. Where is it? Steve, trap! Get out! Get out! Get out! Keep running! Keep running! Keep... shot a hole in the flamethrower thing. Once that went up, it reacted with the other ingredients to make a nice plasma fireball. Everybody made it out more or less on the dumpster, uh, except Steve. But frankly, it gives me a happy tickle to know he's not squirting in our gene pool. The blast put down a few dozen eaters, but it also threw each of us on our own track the hell out of there. I had my personal gear, my blades, plus a bitchin' headache ringing in my ears. I saw Grant thrown off an eater and getting swarmed by like ten more. I thought he was a goner. The Irish guy disappeared in the smoke running after Grant, and our van full of civilians just kept rolling up the road round the bend. Once again, Joe just vanished from my life in a puff of smoke. The first rule of being on foot in a mob like that is to find high ground. Work up the unstable rock formations of the region and climb. It won't stop them, but it will slow them down. I kicked and clawed my way up some steep slopes, kicking down stones behind me, not even thinking to look behind me as I hit the tree line. Pure adrenaline. The good news was that every eater in the region had been on the scent of the Happy Valley Militia's little campsite for days, so they were concentrated in the smoldering ruins of the site. Once I got outside the perimeter and up into the hills, I felt sick. I had a chance to look down on the site they ran, and in its day, it was a spread. They had not only that underground bunker, but a village of little houses and barracks. Barns, water tower, like somebody brought in a whole traveling circus. It looked like a battlefield. Well, I guess that's what it was, though, right? I could smell the burning plastic and wood from where I stopped. I scanned the clearing best I could with my field glasses, but I couldn't find any. Yeah! The second rule of being on foot mob like that is to never assume you've outrun the mob. I didn't see anyone until somebody grabbed my shoulder. The third rule of being on foot in a mob is try not to get slowed down by the injured. This rule can best be followed if you don't accidentally punch a fellow traveler unconscious. Crap in a hat! Ying! Great. I've been wanting to do that for weeks. Great, I didn't hear either of you coming up. It is good to see you again. What happened to the Brotherhood? Gourmand split the brothers into camps, let the ones who followed him become like him, 
intelligent, and quick. A lot of the kids are prisoners. At least they were when I left Mifflin and the ones hiding out in the woods. I came out to find help. Your brother? Fuck no. I just use it to get the attention of asshats like this guy. Wake up, stupid. Fuck that chicken. What was that about? Too many months behind a desk, General. I can't carry you. You're gonna have to keep up when we go. Okay, okay. Jesus. You got any water? Or vodka? Where the hell are we? B, are you on the horn? Kent, where the hell are you? We saw your right go up. Uh, thank God you're all right. Well, we lost Murph. Where are you guys? About four miles northeast of our last eyeline contact. We're clear of eaters right now, but I'm sure we'll run into the same mob in that little village giving us hassles. Oh, that pissy Indian lady wants to know what's up with the other refugees. Oh, sorry. Dr. Pissy Indian Lady wants to know. Joe, you see them on your way up here? I did not. They're on their own, guys. Oh, well, um... I got a well-armed Air Force lady who tells me that's not an acceptable answer. <laughs> Well, that's great. We're going to have to find a ride out of here anyway. The only intact vehicle I saw was that one coming in. Murph said it was packed up with bodies. Don't know if it'll run, but at least it's not burned out. I'll do you one better, brother Herbie. Give me two miles south-southeast and I'll get us a ride out of here. There is this ride, General. Fuck you, hot pants. Knowing you, or one of your other selves, you'll snap my neck as soon as I tell you. If we just do that when we get to this ride? I'll die in a storehouse of booze, like a pharaoh. B, there's a storehouse nearby. When we get there, I'll send your coordinates. Roger, Ken. The really hot Air Force lady with the gun pointed at my head says she knows where that is and we'll meet you there. Uh Uh-huh. We're out. You may have heard stories about these jackholes in your little wiki history collective commie learning pill... uh, whatever the fucks. (laughs) Group Captain Neil McGinnis. Of course. There are songs about him and Major Grant. We sang them in primary school. (laughs) Yeah. You sang songs about them? Amazing. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, they were real guys, and I knew them. Wow, so they didn't die out in the wilderness. My point, Skeeter, is that these men had loyal followers. I mean, that sniper, Sarge, would have put a bullet in B's head if he didn't turn around and come back. There was no room in their van for a wet fart, much less the rest of us. But they weren't going to leave McInnes or Grant. Oh, hell. Fuck the rest of us. But those two were fucking royalty. So wouldn't you know it, by the time we got to this guy's safe house, those two jokers were just waiting for us. Throw it the well, Coke. Where's to the star? 
glory will live on. Sergeant Wayne, Major Grant, please respond. Men in blue, the skies are winging. This is a wide-band transmission with any elements Fight of the, the right of God is might. We please shall be free. If receiving... Oh, hello, Herbert. Sorry about your truck and the bloke inside it. Everyone else functioning Grant okay? Hello, Grant. You are uninjured? Came a little close to being zombie chow, but the boss here has a way with eaters. They kind of keep their hands off me. So this is your secret stash, General? Yep. I decided to bank some personal supplies in case some steroidal morons came shooting and burning up my place. Behold. Christ. You planning on opening a liquor store, General? Guns and booze. <laughs> Just add porn and... Of course! What's under the tarp? Not exactly an RV, but I always wanted a Hummer H5 hybrid. Only one of, like, a thousand made. Room for eight. I put a bed in the back along with some stores. Extra ammo. All that. It's perfect. It does have gas, right? There is someone in here. Where? On the bed. No, possible. Okay, okay, it's fine. Stand down. That's that's just Contessa. She's You sick fuck. You keep one of those eaters in here for your own sick. Hold on. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Jesus, it's fine. I'm sick, but McGinnis, call off your Rottweiler for fuck's sake. Grant, stand down. What? What is it? <laughs> Stop hitting me. Again with the hitting. What is that? It's an inflatedate. The hell it is. That's 80 pounds of lifelike silicone and latex crafted to a titanium skeleton. Motorized accessories, too. Oh, it has got a motor inside. Snazzy. It is a sex doll, you dirty little man. It's a sex doll, yes. I wasn't going to pay for you or Rose to crud up my junk now, was I? We gotta hustle out, boss. There's nothing keeping those things in the compound anymore. We skirted the perimeter on our way here, and they're already pouring onto the excess roads. How did you find this place? Where do you think I was hiding while you and Grant were living it up at G-Stick Eddie's? Acting like frat boys with a local trim. Doc is up to her annoying little voice box, keeping everybody calm in there. But we gotta move. First hostels will be on us in ten minutes. And by then, we're not getting out by road. We can head back to the camp in New York. We can't. Not with that group. Makwe is not safe. Why not? Has your sight been compromised? What the heck is a Makwe? What happened, Ken? Chat about it on the road. Forward me the highlights. I'm riding the roof until we hit Route 220, and I hope to fuck there's an open lane. Hey, this is my ride. Go lay down with your prom date. Keys.
or you can stay here with Contessa. The hell that thing's coming with us. In the visor, G.I. Joe. Grant, let me see your dressings. There's a kit back here. Thanks. Let's get on the road first, okay? Then you can get my clothes off. Nice. Here we go. Okay, here's the deal. There's a spooky castle in central New York State where the eaters think and talk and run. And? Well, I was waiting for the inevitable questions and look of shock. Nothing surprises us, mate. Well, I'm a little surprised. Slightly terrified. But go on. So, the second phase of the shepherd's plan has begun. Joe knows the inside of the spooky castle and some of the bad guys inside it. Their plan is to complete their B-movie science experiment to basically create a living human-eater hybrid. Basically? Yeah. They've got hostages. About 200 people. Half of them kids, like the ones in your van. Huh. Talking eaters, you say? Talking, thinking... Hell, singing and dancing, as far as I can tell. News like this always makes me wish I still had a pension to look forward to. You got some exciting friends there, Joe. If the Shepherd and the Brotherhood infects the children... If they haven't already... Two hundred of them spilling into the forest. Look, all the kids General Yang and others have been shipping up to New York are being held in an underground hospital or lab. What the government once called its General Order One project. Generational inoculation and eugenics. Gesundheit. General Order One? Da. G-O-O. The Gucci's. I get it. I don't. What the fuck? Basically, your United Nations had a plan to study the disease, test various antidotes on civilians. Needless to say, it did not go well. We lot still gathered the people for tests. And you made super eaters. Well done. Don't look at me. I thought the weirdest part of this was the breeding program. You obviously never visited the barn. No. No, I didn't. What about Dr. Vesta? What's her role in this? I don't know Dr. Vesta. Shiva Vesta comes from headquarters. I guess that means the big spooky castle. Yes. She said her job was to make sure the people we sent there were healthy and fertile. I'll have a wee chat with a good doctor once we find a place to stop. Bottom line, we've got to stop him. So you're saying we'll ride up on horseback like Yul Brynner and Steve McQueen with Eddie O'Morricone blaring around us? Elmer Bernstein. Who? Magnificent Seven is Elmer Bernstein. Really? Really. But we digress. Aye, we're very good at that. Let's chat a little more about this full-on frontal attack on a fortress holding a horde of hostiles and a host of hostages. Hey, I'm not selling the idea, but it's the only one I have. 
You're the ones with the medals and insight in old Western soundtracks. You fucking tell me. Potential allies? There were a lot of people living outside the main building and camps, but they've taken to the hills. There aren't many grown-ups willing to orphan their kids with a frontal attack. I'm out here to tell the generals in the field that the game has changed. They need to pick a side. Human beings or this new brand eater. You know, if you're looking for help... What is it, Ying? Well, there's a second campsite. Our sister's site on the far side of Happy Valley. Guys, I really hate to bring this up so soon after we got underway, but... Oh, these women can't seem to ask anything without pointing a gun at my head. Go ahead, B. Figures. As soon as we hit the highway, the kids had to go pee. Corks and bottles till we get to that pull-off we spotted ten minutes north. And explain to the fine ladies that shooting the driver of a busload of sick kids and pregnant women won't do much good for the human race. Uh, copy that, sir. <sighs> Two by two. Big brothers and sisters, do not let any of the little ones out of your sight if you want a seat back on the bus. You there. Aim downwind. Good. The point of this exercise was to avoid the smell of urine inside the van. Doctor! What do you want? I'm trying to get my head on straight before I dive back into that rolling closet you call a bus. What's her status? Oh, reporting to you now, am I? I I need to know how many asses I'm protecting. Where is General Ying? I would prefer not to repeat the same report. He's sleeping off a bit of road fatigue. I'll give him the highlights. <sighs> we just traded one tin can for another much smaller one. And we left behind all the important equipment I need to monitor some of the high-risk conditions and pregnancies. Beyond that, I'm trying to attend to three injuries, sustained getting on the road, and a desperate need for food and water. Your Sarge is useless if she can't shoot the problem out of existence. Right now, I've got half the patients helping the other half find sanitary relief in the forest. And how was your day, sweetie? Promising. We're not dead yet. And where are we going? A luxury resort hotel in New York. But first... New York? We need to find alternate transportation if we're going to travel that distance. Hello? Shut your noise, please. Before we get there, our party is stopping off at one of your sister facilities. Happy shiny Wonderland or something. The Christian camp? That's Dr. Hawkins Centre, an hour, maybe two away. Right, we'll offload you lot there so you can use their imported equipment, the real toilets. Then we're heading on up to this place called the Maquay Resort. You heard of it? Oi! Don't wander out of sight of the road! We're back on the road in five minutes. Kids today, eh, Dr. Vesta? Why are you leaving us there? The equipment at Markway is far more advanced, and the site is about as secure as you can get. Not according to Ken. Who the bloody hell is Ken? That bloke over there chatting up Joe, the one who came to rescue us. He tells us the Gigi's, of which you are one, it seems, have been taken over by equally spooky yet far more evil eaters. Ones that think and plan and can even run. Sounds like a fairy story to me. Are you sure he's not just cracked? 
General Yang seems to believe him. That he knows the brothers and the elders and the shepherd bloke. Ah, you do know. I see it on your scowly face. Maybe he's just misguided or misinformed. A lot of talk goes through that place. Our mission was to find a cure to inoculate people against infection. Brave people, infected men and women, volunteered to help us research the condition. I helped synthesize the drug they tested and assisted with some of the terrible treatments they endured before they expired. The only thing we knew is that young people seemed to be more resistant to the infection. So we gathered up all the children. If we couldn't cure them, then at least we could secure them until we figured out the whole mess. That's it. That's all I know. Do not look at me like that, McGuinness. Hell, you should know about it. It was a United Nations project. I don't ever remember a UN operation modelled after a cult. Brothers and generals and that lot. What's that about? When I left, there was a debate going on between one of the civilian refugees and the head of research, um, a Dr. Mockcastle. There was an unruly element that believed stupidly that this was a... Eater's coming from the south. Get everybody back here. I count about 30. Yeah, 30 hostiles. Brisk pace. Wide dispersal. Probably more. All right, move it, kiddies. Put a cork in it and waddle back to the nursery. Move it! Everybody look sharp. Keep your partners with you. Triple step back to the transport. We're not done with this, Dr. Vesta. I... I have to be with my patients. Don't look at me like that, McInnes. Pummel me, shitebagger. Grant, we're heading out. The Irishman and the Indian... You know, you know, that would have made a neat chick flick back in the day. <laughs> and the old war horse with the salt and pepper hair. Sorry, Mr. Peters, uh, wasn't he a Scot? <laughs> is there a difference? If there is, I don't know. Grant, now there's an old school, 100% American U.S. Army major. That man had more holes in him than Amy Winehouse. When I met the man, he was nursing two partially infected gunshot wounds. Fucking dog bites. Busted ribs, swollen ankles, three broken teeth, and a raging hard-on for Joe. (laughs) That man had more testosterone than a case of androgel. If the man even touched you, your testicles would swell and hair'd sprout between your knuckles. Major Grant should have died like like 42 times in the short time I knew him. But his mojo was immune to non-magical weapons. Sounds like a little jealousy there, Mr. Peters. At that moment, I had nothing but bad mojo for Miss Joe. You just left. I didn't just leave. I exiled myself. What the hell does that mean? Not me. Not Joe. The one in your dreams who sings to you. The one who wishes for you 
to step onto the shore. They sent me to find you and bring you back there. If I don't, Gorman and his goons will kill all the children, some of whom you suckered me into driving there in the first place. They do not want me. No? No. They want Dorothea, and I have sent her away. Ah, so. Jesus. You left, and now the whole place is going to shit. I don't really care about lakes or shores or dreams. It doesn't matter, Kenneth. I am coming back with you because you came for me, as the prophet foretold. Joe? Heads up! Eater's coming from the south! Get everybody back here! Come. Let's get the children to safety. Everybody look sharp. Keep your partners with you. Triple step back to the transport. And so it went. Back in our shiny metal boxes. Just contestants in a suicidal race. While many miles away. Miles away. There's a shadow on the door. Of a cottage. On the shore. Are you okay, Mr. Peters? Of the dark. Of the of the dark. Guji's Chapter 6 starred James Baxter as Ken, Brian Lincoln as Mark, and Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as Joe, featuring Ray Saltrelli as B, Michael L. Stokes as Grant, Ayub Cody as McInnes, John Lincoln as Murph, M. Serio Garcia as Sarge, Laura Nicole as Shiva Vesta, and Ron Runeberg as Ying. The episode was written and directed by Jay Smith, show running and voice direction by Brian Lincoln. Editing by Brian Lincoln. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Michael L. Stokes. Musical direction by Michael L. Stokes and Jay Smith, featuring original music by Michael L. Stokes, with additional music by Kevin McLeod and Jonathan Colton, used courtesy of the Creative Commons license. HG World is a production of 3015 North Studios, with content used with permission under the Creative Commons license. For more information on this production, visit us online at www.goodmorningsurvivors.com and find us on Twitter at HG underscore world.